That would have been a lie. Uh, later on in Matthew, it says this in 1621. It says, from the time forth, Jesus, to show his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes to be killed and be raised on the third day. Lie. Jesus says in Matthew 12, uh, 40, he says, for Jonas, Jonah was in the three days and three nights in the well's belly. So shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the earth, heart of the earth. Lie. Would have been a lie. Um, he would have said later on in, in 2018, 19, behold, I go to Jerusalem, the son of man betrothed by scribes and, and they shall condemn him to death and he shall deliver him and the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and crucify him. And on the third day, he's going to come again. Lie. Mark 14, 8 says, but after that, I am risen. I will go before you into Galilee. Would have been a lie. That's what Paul is teaching us in, 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 in 1 Corinthians. And John 10, 17, 18 says, and we find Jesus saying with these words, Therefore does my Father love me, because I laid down my life that I might take it up again. He says, No man take it from me, but I lay it down. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it up. The commandment I have received from my Father would have been a lie. Mm -hmm. The woman who came to Christ's tomb on Easter morning wondered where his body was. The angel said, he is not here. He is risen. That angel would not have been there. That would have been a lie. Hmm. Starting to sound like a little bit like Maury Povich now doing his, uh, his show, you know. The, uh, the lie detector refers to that's a lie. The resurrection did not did not have, if the resurrection did not happen, we would have to say that Jesus was a liar and that he lied about the resurrection. And if Jesus lied about the resurrection, then there, we could not trust anything else that he said. When he said, I am the way, when he says, I am the door, when he says, I am the resurrection, all of that would have been a lie. And that means that everybody that he would have healed uh, would have been a lie. That means everybody that would have been saved today would have been a lie. You've been living a lie. All of that would have been a lie. First Corinthians 15, three and four, the word gospel means good news, but the resurrection is taken. It says, and if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is in vain. Why would you even show up this morning to hear me putting on a show? Because you want to hear me talk real fast and try out this new microphone and jump and shout and talk about something that didn't really happen. What a waste of time. I could have been out turkey hunting this morning because it's turkey season. But I chose to be here because I'm not serving a God of lies. And D.L. Moody, the great evangelist of the 19th century, assigned some minister students to conduct an evangelistical tent meeting. And uh, one of the young men, he was just getting with it, and he was preaching the gospel, and he was preaching about uh, how Jesus went to the cross, and, but come back tomorrow, and I'll preach to you the second half of the message of, of his resurrection. And D.L. Moody says, well, they're not coming back, 
Because you cannot preach half a gospel message. You have to preach the whole message. And that's why we show up on every Sunday morning. Because every Sunday morning is a celebration of Resurrection Sunday. Because the whole gospel is go to the cross. The cross is where he gave his life. He just poured out his blood so that we would have our sins forgiven. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sins. But it would not be possible. And the blood would not have any power. And it would not be a full gospel church if he had not been risen from the grave. And that is the whole gospel. You put the cross and the burial, the resurrection together, and you get the whole message of who Jesus is. Somebody praise him today. I want people to come back next Sunday because we're preaching the whole gospel every Sunday. Guess what we're going to preach about next week? Jesus Christ and him crucified and resurrected. Guess what we're going to preach about the following weeks? We're always going to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified and resurrected because this is a full gospel meeting church. His church believes in the whole Bible. Mm -hmm. Half the gospel or no gospel at all. Faith comes by hearing and that by the word of God. Have you ever heard that before? That's true. But that wasn't the words of Jesus, but that was the words given to the apostle Paul. Faith comes by hearing and that by the word of God. We know that, but when Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says, you have no faith. Your faith would be in vain. Your faith would be in vain, so every word that you hear the preacher preach would be empty, worthless. It would be, why, why are we here? Why did we have this outreach on Friday night? Flashlight egg hunt. Ooh, wasn't that fun? How many got to come and enjoy that? You know why we did that? Because we were presenting the gospel by building relationships. I'm telling you what, our lot was full over here. I didn't even get a count of the people that came in here. Children, young people, young parents, and the parents looked so surprised when they said, now it's your turn. Oh, my, my, they were happier than the kids when they tore out across that lot and got to go hunting. And I, I, there were some people that went not after the paper towel rolls because we had the whole case. They ran to get those cases of paper towel rolls. You know what? What we were doing, we brought them back in. We were building relationships because they left here with the word of God in their hands. And they got to see people smiling and people telling them about Jesus by just their actions. Because, you know, our actions show that we have the benefit of the resurrection because we are joyful. We didn't waste our time. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Now, you notice I started the text off at verse number 12. I don't have to go, I don't have time to go back to the verse 1 through 11. But verse 1 through 11 talks about how Jesus appeared to others after he was resurrected. He first appeared to one, then he was seen by the 500, he was seen by the apostle, and Paul even says, and he was seen by me the least because I persecuted the church of God. And then he comes down to that verse number 12 and he says, And some of you are not believing in the resurrection. 
And these witnesses are still alive. Some of them have already gone on to be heaven, but some of them are still around. And yet you are denying the resurrection of Christ. Without the resurrection of Christ, then there is no resurrection for anybody. Why are you here today? Because you have been resurrected from your dead life in sin and set on fire and have become a person that is ready to live for God because now you are alive in Jesus Christ because he is resurrected. How can we be resurrected to a new life? If our God is dead, I remember back in about the, the fifth grade, we went down the hallway and we went to music class and there was this uh, music teacher and he was playing on the piano and, 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 um, and, and something happened in the class. The music teacher says, God is dead. Well, you don't tell that to a bunch of fifth graders. I know they try to keep God out of the out of the schools, but I'm going to tell you what, you cannot keep him out anywhere because all of a sudden, I thought I was a preacher's kid that really went to school and I was honorary, so I didn't want to tell anybody I was a preacher's kid um, because I was supposed to be better than all the other kids, but I wasn't. I was I was an honorary kid. And I was a kid in the fifth grade that used to get in fist fights and just be, until I met a Southpaw, and I said, that's enough of that fighting. I did. I, I, I was a scrapper right up to the fifth grade. I would fight, and that, that left-handed southpaw, he put blisters all inside my mouth by socking me. Uh, I didn't have any. Uh, so I gave up that fighting. But anyway, on this day, see, I'm a man of love and peace. But however, I do believe in the Second Amendment, so don't break in my house at nighttime. And don't go after my family and don't you dare do anything bad to my little eight-year-old granddaughter. Because I'm willing to go spend 20 years to take care of her. Where was I? Okay. I didn't know that we had so many Sunday school going kids in that class. They lost respect for that music teacher. What do you mean God's not dead? God's dead. He ain't dead. They begin to speak up right there on the spot. Oh, you know why they said so? Because Jesus had done something in their life. And that resurrection power come out of a bunch of fifth graders at Pittman School in Kansas City as they rose up and said, No, our God's not dead. Jesus is alive. And it wasn't even a Christian school. They stood up and said, Our God is alive. So, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. If Christ is not raised, then all the people that had their bodies touched with the handkerchiefs that the apostles wore on them, the blind man at the temple gate, called beautiful Paul and Silas, could not have reached out to him and said, silver and gold have a number what I have in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. They would not have him been going to the temple because there would not have been faith. There would not have been any faith because there would not have been anybody preaching the word of faith. That man would have laid on that street until he died. 
without faith. You heard the message of faith preached one day, whether you heard it on the radio TV or in a church, whether you got saved by your bedside, driving in the car or kneeling at an altar in front of a church. You heard the word of God and your faith connected with the faith that Jesus is alive and he rose again. And so there was no what if and you, you said, I'm going to believe it. And it is going to become my testimony at that time. Jesus is alive. Somebody say Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Amen. If faith in a dead savior is pathetic. And yet in this world today, there are those that have, that are worshiping a dead God. My God's alive. If you are being chased by a madman, run to a house full of people or the cemetery. Jesus is alive. Therefore, we don't have any mad people preaching such a false doctrine that Jesus is dead. See, Paul is writing this question, and, I'm, and I, as I looked at the scripture, and I talked about, I began to read, and, and I was talking to myself this morning, even my sleep, and I began to think about this word that I'm preaching here today. That uh, that uh, I begin to see it differently. That Paul began to lower the boom. You know what lower the boom means? It means he he pulled both shotgun barrels over and he shot it at the people, and he says, "Listen." This is foolish thinking. If Christ was dead, why are you even listening to me preach this word? Mm -hmm. Because you're mad, people. And anybody believing in a dead God is a madman. If Jesus Christ did not rise and is still dead, then he has no power to save us. Our faith is in vain. That means why would I preach this service? And why would I give an altar call for somebody to come to meet Jesus Christ? Why would we have that, that, that sunlight service up on the corner and hear the message of Jesus Christ? They would be worthless to do that because the tomb would have had a stone still in place today. There would have been no savior. And he said that we are false witnesses because we testify of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. Those that are dead, he says, perish. This Wednesday will be one year anniversary since my mama went to be with Jesus. Now, if my Christ, if my Jesus did not raise, the word of God says that she perishes. That means she would be in hell today. Uh, that means without Jesus Christ, we would have not a chance because the majority of you are not Jewish right here. The majority are not following the Jewish laws. The majority of ever, all of you are sinned anyway. And, and, and you, I heard that if you, if you sin like three times a day, it's a thousand sins a, a, a year. But Jesus came to the grave, a place of punishment. Because the word of God says in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, it says, For all sinners come short of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. 
tells us in the scriptures that, that the grave is a place of punishment. So that is a place that you all go and you're there for eternity. And, but because of Jesus being resurrected, we do not have to go to the place of punishment because now we can go to a place of everlasting life and live with him. So our faith is not in vain. So my mom is celebrating a year in heaven. But if one day in heaven is a, or a, thousand, is a thousand years here, that means she just got there about one minute ago. You know, I've seen the picture first day in heaven. And it's got people uniting and holding and dancing. And I, and I saw those on Facebook, but I didn't want to put them down and say, I don't think so. No, your first day in heaven ain't going to be anywhere close to that. Your first day in heaven is going to be right in front of the throne. Because like I said, I did figure this up, that like uh, that is, it is like a thousand years to one day in heaven. That means for every 10 years is approximately one minute. That means if somebody's been in heaven for 20 years, you're thinking, oh, they've been gone a long time. I bet they're going to really, that's, that, that's why, that, why that picture of loved ones going to celebrate. You know what? You can be separated from your loved one for two minutes and you don't really care because they've only been out of the room. They've been in a different room for two minutes. That means if you've been in heaven 20 years and it's compared to as like two minutes, that means my mama, she don't really care right now. She don't miss us right now. She's barely been there. She's in eternity. So all I know is I'm going to go there one day. Hey, it's about time you get here. I've been here only a minute. See? No, but there really is no minute at all anyway because there's no timeline. You see, that's what it's like is when we reach the glory of God because of his resurrection, we have access to go there where there is no time. I gave uh, Phil some notes so he could follow along today and keep up with the scriptures. But Phil, you, you, you probably, you, I saw you lean back. You're thinking, hey, that ain't there. She done gave up. We don't have to perish. We can live. Because Christ is resurrected and by his resurrection gives us a guarantee that you and I can be resurrected also. The Bible teaches us it's appointed on man once to die. And after that, the judgment is appointed us. Every one of us is going to die. As God has called me to be your pastor, I have done several um, uh, 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 funerals in that past church. I used to pastor here. And I um, got that okay. And I know as I look out there someday, if the Lord does, it, it tarries longer, I'm going to do more funerals here of some precious people. And you're thinking, looking around, thinking, well, who's the oldest ones? It doesn't matter the oldest one because the young ones could go also. And we're going to do some funerals. But I'm going to tell you what, one thing that I know for sure, but because of Jesus' resurrection, you born again, I will not have to be preaching. I don't know if they made it or not because I can say with assurance, I know they're in the presence of Jesus because he is a resurrected and because he is resurrected. That means I am resurrected. I'm either going to go by the dead, by the dead grave. And I'm going to just be there in soil. And my soul's going to be in the presence of God. And one day my, all my, my, my flesh and dust is going to come together and join my spirit again. But if that happens, great, fine, wonderful. But also he could say, Gabriel, it's time to get the kids home, blow the trumpet, blow the trumpet. And if he does that, because 
because Jesus is resurrected, it means I will be resurrected also. I can go by the grave or I can go by the wood. Come home, come home, come home. It doesn't matter to me, but one thing I know that is true, it's going to happen because Jesus is alive and he's up from the grave. So what if it didn't happen? Then I wouldn't do that. But he's alive. Without Jesus, there'd be no miracles. Without resurrection, we would be lost in our sin. And how many here can tell me how many sins you've done? It doesn't matter because Jesus has been resurrected. And all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the word of God says in Romans chapter 10, it says, you shall be saved. So that means I shouldn't have to live in fear. I shouldn't have to live in miserably miserable because it says we are all men most miserable. It means pitied. Mm-hmm. In the words of an actor from the eighties and seventies, a pity the fool. Y'all remember who that was, don't you? Mr. T, I pity the fool. We don't have to live in misery. We don't have to live pitiful because Jesus is raised from the dead. If Christ be not risen, why bother to go into church? If Christ be not risen, why do we pass these offering baskets around today to support the ministry of this local body and ministries around the world? Why are we sending missionaries around the world for Christ? Not? If Christ is not risen, then why are we here today? It's only a waste of time. If Christ is not risen, why tell others about him? Because there's no use in telling them about, about Jesus because we can save our breath. Because why we want to tell them about a dead God? We're going to tell them about a living God. If Christ is is not risen, there is no power unto salvation. If Christ is no not risen, then there is no greater name above all names, because his name is above all names. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, and every tongue shall confess. If he is not risen, then why should I bow my knee? Why should I confess the name of Jesus Christ? I have no reason to do that, because he is dead, but the news today is, the news today is, we can don't have to really pay attention to those scriptures that, that he, he gave right here. We can read them today and we can say, oh, I got the lesson then. I'm going to go to that. Corinthians chapter 16. Thank you, Paul, for writing that because he is alive. You scolded them other people who didn't believe it. I believe it. I'm just preaching it because I want you all to believe it too, that Jesus is alive. Somebody say he's alive. I think you're going to have to come to the keyboards or I'm going to keep on preaching. How many remember what last year's Easter sermon was about? I have the casket out here. Remember that? Because last year, Easter and April Fool's fell on the same day. And I gave the obituary of Jesus. And I said, April Fool's, he's not dead, but he is alive. Phil, is that where I'm at in my notes? But I'm telling you the truth. When we look back at the first part of 1 Corinthians... Moreover, brethren, I declare to you, this is verse 1, to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved. You see, this is how he started preaching that chapter. He had to put verse 12 through 19 in there for some unbelievers. 
So I guess you're thinking, now why do you preach to us? Because we're not the unbelievers. Well, because I want to have fun telling you what if. Verse 2 says, By which you also are saved. Not were saved, but are saved. It means I'm a little saved right now. If you hold fast, there's your word another right there, if. If you hold fast that the word which I preach to you, unless you believe in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Caiaphas and by the twelve, and after that he was seen by over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but the same have fallen as, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, and then by all the apostles. Then last of all, he was seen by me, also as by one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, whom am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And the grace toward me was not in vain, but I labor more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it was I or they, so we preach and so you believe. There's the message today. So we preach, and so you believe. And then he started at verse 12. There are some. And today there are some. And I know he lives because he's right here. Will you rise up right now? Thank you, Jesus, for the word today that went out powerfully under the anointing. I thank you, Lord, for this new day, opening day of his church. Next week, God, we celebrate the launch day of his church.